today, God. Father, prepare hearts and minds today, Father God. Let your word separate us from the things that dishonor you, God, from the things that make us lukewarm, God, from the things that make us war constantly, striving for what you've done, Father God. Father, your yoke is easy, your burden is light, Father God. And you have, you have destroyed the works of darkness. We have all authority by the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Father, in your obedience is, is life, Father. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the blood of Jesus today. And let your oracles and your word come forth today in the mighty name of Jesus. Today's message is called Breaking the Cycle. I'm going to start reading from Romans 7. Know that for I speak not of the law, but the law has dominion over us as long as we live. For the woman which has a husband is bound to the law of her husband. As Paul's talking about being bound to Jesus, being bound to the Word of God, being bound to the truth. Many people say they want church, they want to be churched, or they want to be religionized. It's not about that. It's about being bound to the Word of God. We come together for the Word of God, not for anything else, to advance the kingdom of God through the Word of God. The Word of God renews our minds and changes us. And everybody that resists the Word of God can't be changed. Because you're resisting the same power that changes us. And that's why people get... Um, Get agitated, but we need to keep our fo focus on our race, the race set before us, and and that that's the whole thing. And it's very discouraging when people uh, do not give up. See, when we do not want to follow the word, it's it's basically we follow our will, and our will is the old man, and our will will just get us. Basically, our will just gets us striving in our own. So we, we put witchcraft upon our own selves all the time. And, and if we can't trust in Jesus, then we can't trust in anybody in the name of Jesus. Because if we can't trust in Jesus himself, how are you going to trust in the people that have Jesus around you? So he talks about this in Romans 7. I'm going to. And he says this For we, brotherhood, are dead to the law. Christ, that should we be married to another. So, he's talking about being married to the world, to be married to other things. But he says this in uh, verse 7. For that we are in the flesh, the motions of sins, which whereby the law did work in our members to bring forth the fruit of death. So, right now, if we're walking in Christ, we're not walking in the, walking in the, in the flesh. We're walking in the Spirit, because God is Spirit, and those that worship Him shall do it in that manner. So when we walk in Him, says anyone in Christ, so, this is, everyone's like, so these cycles that we all continue to go through, and, and, and I'm going to, God gave me my own list, I know there's the list of the flesh, in, but God gave me my own list this morning, and I, um, I put it in alphabetical order for, for me, um, as I was going through the alphabet. And God, I say, what is in this alphabet, God, that we, and then I got something in the Spirit, and I did it. A, and then A, B. That's how I didn't do it, and then I actually did it by the alphabet. It's pretty cool. And so, but now we are delivered from the law. Being dead, wherein we are held, that we have the newness of the Spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter, that we should say then, is, is law, and that's the problem with, uh, deliverance ministries or other ministries. There's no ministry but the cross. 
There's no ministries. There's gifts of the Holy Spirit that people minister with. But Jesus didn't have a deliverance ministry. He was the deliverer. He didn't have, we don't have a healing ministry. He's the healer. So if we have a gift of healing, then we have, it's the Holy Spirit healing them, and we just submit to Him. So all these itinerary ministries come also out of the spirit of Jezebel and out of the spirit of religion because people want to be part of a ministry, but everyone wants their own ministry on the side. Because everybody wants to do their own thing. But if you get in a body ministry, it's not about you. It's about being on an apostolic covering and just being in God's hands and feet. If He has you working on a job, you minister to people by, by the Spirit. Everybody wants a ministry because, because of the old, old wine uh, system. And everybody wants you know their page on Charisma Magazine or they want this or they want that. But God's not doing that anymore. He, it's, it's a body ministry. So when we want to isolate ourselves and have our own thing, basically... It's all about us. And that's basically been, been the biggest problem. Someone will prophesy, oh, you got a bistolet. No, God might have gave you that gift. That doesn't mean you have a ministry. We all have one ministry, and that's to bear fruit. And also, we're all ordained to bear fruit. So we're all ordained into the body of Christ. So we're all ordained to love one another. We're all ordained, and the only ministry in the Old Testament was the ministry of, of being a disciple. The ministry of following Jesus. And if, if, we, if we're part of a, something that God set, then this is just a covering and, and a family. And then, but the thing is, in these big ministries, they want everyone to have, everyone wants to have their own ministry inside of a ministry. And then when everyone has their own ministry inside of a ministry, it basically separates them from the ministry and the calling that they're supposed to be part of. It's division within division. And that's what the problem with, with organized religion that we have these churches and these denominations, and then what ends up happening is, uh, you know, they just want everybody's money, and then but they, you know, the there's no real vision. It's just about a, a holding cell, a holding place, a a, a a place where everyone comes and 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 it's a free fall. Then everyone goes and does their own thing. I got their ministry on Facebook. This one has that, and then it's all from the spirit of Jezebel. As basically, there's submission to the Holy Spirit, and those that operate and are like that, they end up doing their own thing and they end up resisting the Holy Spirit and God cannot bless them. Although He might have blessed ministry gifts and people that are strong in that because of the, of the preaching of the gospel. But we're all called to do the works of what? Win souls, evangelists. So that could be something. So we're all in the evangelistic ministry because no matter where you're at job, now some are called into the into as evangelists. That means they are submitted to God under the apostolic and they have a ministry from God. The only people that really have a ministry are those that have an office from God that God uh, sends them out to do special works. But we all have a ministry in a sense, but it's not our own ministry. I don't know where that came from. That has nothing to do with this message, by the way. So, for it was to, to be alive without the law, was the commandment of sin, revived us, and I was dead. So Paul keeps talking about this, because a lot of our problems is probably from everything I just said, because we want to do our own thing. And then we want God to bless our own thing. And God's like, if you just did my thing, you go, we got to make His thing our thing. So this is where hidden agendas come in. This is where hidden... Uh, lust come in, and this is where things come in in our mind, but we just go for waiting on some kind of special uh, 
release, and God's already released you when you're born again. God's already ordained you when you became a son of God. And that's where religion messes everybody up. They'll go to a special Bible school. I gotta get this man's anointing. I gotta do this. I gotta do it. No. You gotta just submit to the Holy Spirit. And then that's where your joy is gonna come from. That's where your peace comes from. For that which we do follow, do allow not, forgotten I'm reading verse 15, not, but that which I hate, that I do. And then do that which I would not consent unto the law, it's good. Step it back. He goes. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. And then he says before that, and this, who is this God of death unto me? God forbid, but sin, that is, might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good. That sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. It talks about being disobedient. But everybody's like, I struggle here, I struggle we're all going to struggle. And then what ends up happening, everybody wants to blame something else. But we can't blame anything else once we're born again. Because the Bible says that we have all power over sin, death, and the grave. Now, why isn't everybody living that power? Because of the wrong mindset. Everybody's waiting to wake up one day and be like Christ. Amen. But they're not willing to do what the Bible And that's where false grace gets all gets all of its disgrace because no one ever changes because they rely on what Jesus did. But Jesus said that I've done everything that you can also do it. Not that you are you have already arrived, not that it's going to happen overnight, but it happens because all through these scriptures that I'm going to read, you're going to see why this is 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 where we're. So we're like these cycles that we go through are because we feed the wrong thing. If you feed the Spirit, you'll walk in the Spirit. you feed the flesh, you'll walk in the flesh. There's your answer. Stop Amen. feeding the thing that you hate. Amen. And how do you do that? Under submission. But prideful people and people that have their own will, God's not going to help them do it. God, uh, this is not true that God helps the people that help themselves, but God helps those that submit to Him Amen. for His help. Amen. So basically, Amen. that's a true saying in a way, but it's not about our works of it's about submitting to Him and His power, and He Amen. raises us up. That's right. So Jesus was fully submitted to Him, so He walked in the fullness of Himself. Mm -hmm. Did you get that? Because He was God. But He had to submit to the Father. He had to submit to the Word. He was fully flesh where He had the choice to make the wrong choice, or He wouldn't be an overcomer. So what He did... We can't do it all right now, right? But as we submit to Him and die to the things that He died to, we're able to do it. Amen. So everyone's like, and I see in people's lives, we go through these cycles. And then from that, it hits that, and then our joy turns into sorrow, and then our sorrow turns into repentance, and then we go through these things. If we would just not allow our flesh to, to overtake us, and then how do we do this? It's, it, I'm going to show you here. It's the Word. Well, there's a few different ways. But all the answers is in the Word. Do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But how do you do that without... Well, you got to pick up your cross. Mm -hmm. First thing he said, pick up the cross and deny yourself. Well, who's yourself? The old man is the flesh. So we need to deny our flesh. So how do we do that? We need to want to follow Him more than we want to follow ourselves. Right. And that should make you upset with yourself. Be upset with yourself. That guy that came in the temple says, well, he was mad at himself. And God says, since you're mad at yourselves, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm going to help you. But then when we start to make excuses, well, it was from this, and, 
or this person, or, or as far as even everything. And that's why that thing I said, deliverance is a lifestyle. Once we're delivered from the spirits, then we need to be delivered from ourselves constantly, from our old man. It's not really a deliverance, it's a dying. And, and, and basically, that the whole gospel is this, and we can preach it upside down all around, from the left, from the right. It all comes to three things. The gospel is this. Jesus did everything that we couldn't do. Now we got to pick up our cross. It's good news. We don't have to go to hell anymore. That he destroyed hell, death, and the grave. I was a sinful man, and now I'm a saint. Now God's going to help me live like a saint. But see, when people don't want to live like a saint... They're all going to always be struggling. And then they're going to put torment on themselves. They're going to they're gonna be unsubmissive to God's ways, unto His government, unto His authority. And they're going to run in circles. It's like this. It's that little hamster in the cage. And he gets on that little wheel. And he keeps going and going and going. And he's getting nowhere. And then he'll get off when he gets tired. And that's our cycle. That's just like we do. That was good. I just saw that little hamster in the spirit. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we get off... And then we get mad because we get tired of the flesh. And then we run to the little living water. And that little bottle, you know, with the little uh, metal straw. And thirsty and we drink it. And then we're tired. And we're, ah, now we, we stop striving and running our cycle because we gave up. Walking or running in the flesh in that little wheel. And then we come over. And then we eat something. Eat the word of God. And that we rest. And we get up and we're strong again. We get on that wheel. Because it says... Doing the same thing over and over and, and expecting different results. Well, we're not hamsters, but we sometimes, to God, we look like them. <laughs> so what ends up happening is we jump back on that wheel again, and the guy gets tired. It's great exercise. It's good for hamsters. They need exercise. They're in a cage. But we end up living in that same cage in our life. And the only time we like this is when we jump off that, 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 that thing that goes around and around and around, and then we basically rest and all that, and then we get back to the secret place. So you can live in that rest... And you can live eating and then just get up when you're hungry and eat him instead of getting back on that wheel, that cycle. And that's what they did in the wilderness in a slower cycle. But they got back on the wheel. Then they believed him. Then they didn't believe him. Then they went that. Then Moses was great. Oh, look at the miracles, Moses. Then he was, oh, horrible. And it was this. It was always Moses' fault. It was always his fault. Well, God, if you did this. Oh, God, if you didn't take me out of Egypt. Oh, God, if you would have just left Egypt. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's all oh, God. And God's like, okay, you're back on the wheel. And then it says this. And then, I do not which I not have a consent to the law, but it is good. And it goes on to say that it is sin that dwells in me. For I know that, see, sin might dwell in you, but sin has no power over you. And, and God's not condemning you for the sin when you're in Christ. Amen. So what I'm saying is we can sin, but sin has no power over us. So if we willfully sin... We have an advocate in Jesus and His blood, so we go boldly to the throne of God. But when we look to sin as our as our source and not God, see some people uh, come to God for different reasons. Then you're coming to God in sin. It's not it's not coming to God to be to be changed. It's coming to God for for what you want. The lust is still lust, the lust of your flesh. So He says this: For I know that it that is in me. That is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to the will to present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For that which is good I would I do not. But the evil which I would not that I do, now if I do that, I would not. 
It is no more that I do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find in the law that I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind. And bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body that Jesus did? And he will deliver us, and he is delivering us. I thank God, oh here's the answer, through Jesus Christ our Lord, that with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with my flesh the law of sin. So here's the list that the cycles that people go through. Addiction, apathy, anger, condemnation, contentious with people, and even with spouses and friends and situations, covetousness, dissension, drought, fornication, fear, insecurity, jealousy, judgment, Lack, lust, and everyone already thinks of lust. Lust of money, lust of ministry, lust of promotion, lust of being something that someone else has or is. Lust of not only covetous is lusting about a possession somebody has, but lust is anything. Lust of money. It's, just, it's, it's, it's perverted love. So it says, the lust of money is the root of all. It's the love of money. What's like, if you, whatever example you use it, because it's not real love. You see, the lust of something that God hasn't given you. Amen. So when you, when, you, when you achieve something, I'm not saying God gives you a prophecy and you, and you speak those things and you say, this is my calling and you believe it. But when you begin to lust, even, after the, even on the things that He's given you, even prophecies and words, it's still lust. Sickness, sedition, suspicion, and I'm not saying everyone that gets sick is in sin. What I'm saying is, Jesus said, the cross has delivered us from the old man. He said, in the blood of Jesus, no virus, no sickness, disease. So, not, so what I'm saying is, we have power over everything. But we, in this world, when, we, when our flesh is in this world, but if we are warring against our flesh... And one is tiredness, suspicion, torment, vindictive spirit. Second Corinthians ten. Now, Paul, I beseech you. See, when he says fornication, too, everybody also thinks about uh, um, lusting with a woman or fornication. God says, really, the whole Bible here about fornication is is fornicating. Uh, with religion, fornicating with the law, fornicating with the devil, then you got it all. When you don't have, a, uh, when you're not in an intimate relationship with Jesus, you'll be in an intimate relationship with yourself. Now, Paul, I beseech you, and that's where we all. So everyone wants the answer about the cycle, and I'm going to give it to you today. But if you're going to keep going through your cycle, it's because you're feeding the wrong thing. If you feed, if you have a monster in your life, and you have all power over that monster, but you think you don't, because the monster is intimidating you all the time, but he's in a cage, 
And he's actually, if you feed him, he lives. If you say, you know what, if I don't feed that thing for three months, that monster is eventually going to die. And even if you get strong and don't feed it for a month, even if you give it a little bit of food, it's still just going to live a little longer, but it's not going to be as strong. But if you feed it every single day and you give it good the stuff, and, and it's going to be stronger and grow, and it's going to, and then you have over here, and this right here, your spirit, and you don't feed that, and you just feed that, and the monster is the flesh, right? Let's just say the spirit is our new man in Christ Jesus. So, and and then that's why people that grow a little bit are still feeding their monster. People that grow a lot are only feeding their spirit. And how do you feed your spirit? By reading of the Word, by meditating on, by walking in the Spirit, you're feeding it constantly, by the living Word, by eating the Word, and by submission to the Holy Spirit. By actually denying that, you strengthen that. So really, it's denying this that really makes this powerful. And, and how do you do that? You feed this instead of feeding that. So, and everybody wants to go to some special double portion conference. And it, it, yeah, it makes me angry because they think, oh, this is the conference, the breakthrough conference. And the only thing that's breaking through is their piggy bank. Or the only thing that's going to break through is them telling, but the only thing that breaks you through is the cross and denying your flesh. That's it. That's the only thing that gets you the victory. Now, God can do a miracle, but you've got to sustain that miracle then. God can heal you. Fine, that's a miracle. Miracle, fine, good. But if you leave there and don't have a miracle, you still have to kill your flesh if you want the breakthrough. I'm talking about breakthrough. Breakthrough. Breaking mindsets. Mindsets is the old man. Everybody says, oh, a breaking mindset, do this. Yeah, strongholds, the old man. There's no stronghold in the spirit. There's no old man in the spirit. And the ones that do that are the ones that aren't submitting to the cross or to the word of God or to God's authority and power. And that's the answer. Everybody wants to find this secret. Oh, it's a generational thing. Oh, I'm going to go to the courtrooms of heaven, and I'm going to plead my case. Well, didn't Jesus already say it was finished? And I pled your case for you, and you are innocent in me, and you're righteous in me. So where's the answer? It's in Him. And everything else is religion. It's still the law. You're still trying to do something that Jesus already did for you. And the only reason how to get over that is not have faith in that, the monster, your flesh, is have faith in the Spirit, yeah. which is God, and God yeah. is Spirit. And, I mean, we can, we'll, we'll preach the same message. God will give it backwards, sidewards, because that's, that's the only real message that we need. That's right. And it says that, I beseech you that, I to, that you may be bold when I'm present with you, confident, wherein I think you be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For, and you know, when I'm saying, I have my cycles too. I'm not standing up here saying, they're in it, but I know exactly. And I'm not going to say, oh, I just know I'm not strengthening my spirit. I'm not going to go tell anybody. I know already. I don't, have, I don't go seek why am I messed up because I know he's, he's my Savior. He's the answer. I know when I'm weak, it's because I've strengthened my, I mean, when I'm weak in the spirit. I mean, we need to strengthen our inner man. And that's what the whole Bible is. I'm not sitting up here saying I don't have my cycles. But I'm telling you, 
the cycles will die in our life when we stop getting on that that's that thing. What is it called? Hamster wheel? <laughs> Our hamster wheel. And though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. I mean, you don't fight in the flesh, but you fight the flesh by walking in the spirit, by denying it. So, God's given me a few, uh, a few helpful hints how to do it, but there's no formula. It's submission to Him. And to what he said from the beginning. Most of us just need to return to our first works. Because we got in our own cycles and our own. It's called religion. Even if, if, if it seemed like a, a... In the beginning you had all these different um, rituals. But some of those rituals were strengthening your spirit. So God wants you to learn how to strengthen your spirit without being rit- ritualistic. But some of the things you did when you were ritualistic were the things that kept you in the spirit. And it says this, for we walk not after the flesh, or for our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty. But I tell you this, your body has to follow your spirit. You, you got you to gotta say, I'm going to sit there and read the word of God. I'm going to sit there and pray to, pray, pray to him, spend time with him so he can pour out on you. And I got to maybe fast here and there. And maybe I need to, you know, not feed that thing. People get so much... Get pointed other people feeding different things to the flesh, and they're feeding flesh because they're feeding their ego all the time. They're feeding their their fantasies all the time and meditating on how they can take advantage of somebody else. Why these 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 hidden agendas? And that's the one thing God hates. Word God would rather you sit in front of a TV and feed your flesh, and then sit there and meditate all day on how you're going to take advantage in your flesh on somebody else, or at a job, or a different situation in your life. And everybody thinks that people don't see what's going on in the Spirit. Just because people don't say something, doesn't mean they don't know everything that's going on around them. Because those that walk in the Spirit, see in the Spirit, and know things by the Spirit, and by them, they, they judge everything in the Spirit. Do they not judge the people? No. They judge in the Spirit to know what it is by the Spirit. And then when we walk in the flesh, we begin to lose that spirit of discernment, and the spirit of discernment is not just discerning everything else. It's discerning everything around you by the spirit. Because it's a discerning of spirits. Not a discerning of somebody in their flesh. It's a discerning of spirits. And you can talk to somebody in the flesh and say, boom, boom, boom. And they're like, what are you talking about? Because they don't, they're in the flesh. They can't discern in the spirit. So you're not judging the flesh because the only one that judges the flesh is God. We judge by the Spirit. But sometimes the thing we're judging by the Spirit is why their flesh is so messed up. So we walk not after the flesh, but after, so we're not supposed to walk after the flesh. And it says casting down. We warfare is not carnal, but mighty through God, pulling down what strongholds. So walking in the Spirit, casting down thoughts and imaginations of the old man. Casting down those things, every high thing that what? Exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. The revelation of the cross. Paul said, I choose to know nothing but what? Who? Him. Christ. Crucified. Because why? I know that. I was crucified with Him. It's not no longer I that live but Christ. Well, the only way for Christ to live is you to walk in the Spirit. And everybody thinks it's not, you read the Bible through every, your 15 minutes every day. And it's not that. It's submitting and denying the flesh. It's mortifying the deeds of the flesh. Not feeding the monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
It's not showing up to church doesn't make you spiritual. Showing up around Christian brothers does not make you. It's what you allow him to do in you that makes you spiritual. And it's submitting to your husband. And if your husband is Christ, which is all of our husband, if you've been born again, if you're part of this body, then when you don't submit to him, you submit to yourself. And when you submit to yourself, it's called idolatry. And then the Bible says you cannot serve two masters. Well, mamma is idolatry, which is money is the thing that he was talking about, but it's mamma, if you look it up, it's that. So we say, so what? We submit, I I, I, I don't submit to anybody but myself. Well, then you are your own idol, and you become your own God. And you know all the scripture, but you don't. the scripture don't know you. Know why? Because you don't know Him. And you, you might know the letter, but you don't know Him. Because anyone that knows Him submits to Him. Because if you don't, you're submitting to the devil. Amen. And that's just how it is. doesn't matter how many things you know about him, knowing him is submitting him because that is the only thing that makes you one. It's like this. It's a puzzle. You're here. He's here. And it goes like, and you, and, and, uh, Jesus left heaven to look for his bride. And I'm one of them. And so are you if you're born again. Okay. So he left father's house. And you know God is fully man. Okay. We don't have to get into all. And he left to what? And to become one with us. So, when we just have religion, you can't become one with anything. It says, that, and the two shall become one. And this is the great mystery. And Paul said, I don't even talk about you and your wife. This is the great mystery that we become one with Christ. So when you're one with Him, you're in the Spirit with Him. But when you war against Him, because He is Spirit, He is the Father of you are actually fighting yourself. That's what he says. When you sin, you already, uh, you already condemn your own body. So he says this, casting down imagination, every high thing, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity everything, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. When people are always meditating on something, they're not submitting to the obedience of Christ. You should be meditating on the Word of God, and all of a sudden there's nothing but cleanliness in your mind. We must feed our spirit. Religion is having a God you cannot touch. So you're not touching joy, peace, and righteousness because that's what the Holy Spirit is. You might know about it. You might see it in the scriptures. But you're not living in it because you're not living in the spirit because God is spirit. And it also says God wants to live absent from the body. You think you have to die. But Paul says if you can live in this flesh, dead. Because he says to be absent with the body is what? To be present with the Lord. So the absent in the flesh is to be walking in the spirit. You cannot walk in the flesh, but we will be in this flesh till we die. So we have to be determined to want to follow God. The problem is the more we know God and the more we know about His love and stuff, sometimes we forget and we don't want to fight as much because we take His love for granted. And that's where the devil comes in and tricks you and deceives you. And then you end up being his puppet when you're supposed to be God's. In him, we move, breathe, and have our being. Well, if you're out of him, you're moving, but you're moving in the flesh. I see it, man. Some people, the spirit moves, they just, I see them move right over to where the spirit is. on mission And some people, I see them move away from the spirit. Uh, wherever I go, different places. 
You just pay attention sometimes. When you know the Spirit, and I'm not saying He's in us and we're in Him, but we like even when He's moving, because He moves. Did He move yesterday? He moved last week, right? When He's moving, if you're a spirit, you want to be with Him. You move with Him. Where do they go when they went around the mountain? Well, they followed Moses, but Moses was following God. But Moses was following the fire by day, and the cloud by day, and the fire by night. And the Holy Spirit is the cloud. He is the fire. And that's who we follow. So, many people are following them, their flesh and calling it the Spirit. And this brings in divination. Galatians 5 says, stand fast in the liberty, so we are free. It's not, he said, stand fast in liberty. He didn't say after you're 12, you're a Christian and you're dead. Stand fast in the liberty, that is what? In Christ has made us free. He's already made us free. So tell religion to take a hike. Tell this 12-step program to take a hike. Tell the courtrooms of heaven, uh, you're full of it. Tell them that Jesus set me free. Now, do we all live free? No, none of us totally. But that's the promise. Is it possible? Yes. What? When you, when you get you out of the way. When you stop listening to you. When you stop humbling yourself to yourself. Because that's just pride. Oh, I said No, because you thought that's what God said. You think that's what the Word says. It's you, you, you. But if you think and thought and you, there would be fruits of it. So your fruits determine that you're wrong. Your fruits determine that you need to pull up your roots. And he, and be not entangled against, because I want to see every single body free, and I'm including myself. This message is for me first. Because when we get, because I know that I used to walk way strong. Because when I was born again and all that, I did the prayer. I fasted like crazy. I did this. And I'm like, then I get so close to it. Then we like, oh, I don't want to. Because we get so close to it. And then all of a sudden the enemy creeps in and we go through these cycles. Wow, why did I get mad that day? That I haven't got, because it's an old cycle. And the old man's being resurrected. Because you're feeding the monster. The flesh is the monster. Not saying you're not going to move in the flesh for a second, but you get back in the Spirit. But if you're always feeding the flesh, you can never get in the Spirit. Spirit. And then you just have your cycles of uh, false fruits that we were talking about. You know, and you're not, but then you snap right away. Or you just learn not to do that because you know everyone's waiting for me to be angry. So you can, it's still the work of the flesh. I cannot get angry just because I have pride and I'm not going to let them know that I'm angry. But boy, I'm angry. But in the Spirit, you won't even know you're angry because it doesn't affect you. Behold, I, I, Paul, say to you that to be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again that every man that is circumcised, that he's a debtor to the law. Christ becomes, so it's a cutting off of the flesh. What was the circumcision in the Old Testament? It was a cutting off of the flesh, right? It's the flesh. Yeah. Everybody, I got news for you. Your problem, my problem, anyone's problem, isn't the devil, if you're born again. It isn't anything, it's your flesh. Yeah. And we've been over this, just taking another angle, but it's our flesh. And you know what? Because you know what? If we don't do nothing, our flesh will do it. Because there's no war if we don't do nothing. We're giving in to our flesh because we are in this flesh. That's where it talks about warring. Warring. It means I'm fighting my flesh because my flesh is alive and well. So I need to starve it so I strengthen that. And then when that's even more strength, you can at least control that. 
Because it's always going to be there. Because it's really dead. Yeah, do you see it? For I testify again that every man circumcises the debtor to the whole law. Right? For not a fact that whosoever is justified by the law is fallen from grace. So if you're, you can't be even justified by your flesh. You've fallen from grace. It's not that that saves us. It's Him. But for we, through the Spirit, wait in the hope of righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ and the service that avails anything. And, but faith which worketh by love. You did run well. So he was running well, so he's already free. When I said to the Galatian church, later on, who has bewitched you? You started in the what? The Spirit, now you're back in the flesh. Wait, we all started in the Spirit when we were born again. And then, now he's like, and then it was like, even it was, it was like, and then we were stronger. Then it was like, why are you weaker now than you were five years ago? You're not. You can resurrect, you can, well, you can kill, you can resurrect that Spirit real quick and kill that flesh. And now all the knowledge that you know, you'll be like, because now you can walk in more knowledge of what you have in it. But when we go back and forth, that's the problem. And it all comes from pride. Because pride is man. 666. When you, when you exalt yourself above your husband, and it's in natural marriages too, you're in trouble land. Because now you're your own God. And you're not under submission to authority. And we're all called to submit to the Word of God. And Jesus said, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was flesh, and the Word dwelt among us. And in the beginning, and in the beginning was the light, the light of all men. And that's Christ. And Christ is the I am, and then He's the Word of God. So, that's, that's our husband now. We are married to the Word. You wanna, and that's what I said to somebody, I can't remember. But I was like, this ring right here is a symbolic of you and your wife. But that cross... Is your wedding ring to Christ. And when you take off the when you do not pick up your cross, you 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 take off your wedding ring and you go out for the day and you don't want nobody to know who it's how we live as Christians. We take off the ring when we go out, we go to church, we put our ring on, our wedding ring, because we're our Christianese. Ah, Christ is mine. And then but then yeah, pick up my cross, they run to the altar. Everyone does that, but when they leave, they go home and they they go ahead and they put the cross back down, and they pick up the old man, and, and they feed the monster all week, and then and on Sunday they want to know why they don't even want to come. Oh. Be in the presence of the Lord. Be in the Spirit. Yes. Why? Because you love your flesh. Yes. So, God says, then you really don't love me, because I am Spirit and I am life. Mm-hmm. So you know what's good for you. You know you really love, and that's why Jesus says, Return to your first love. Return to the Spirit. Return to your first works. That's the answer. So when we see people that, that always are feeding their flesh, it gets aggravating because you're like, why won't you just listen? Surrender. Submit. It's strong will. Strong will. Strong. It's the will that stops His will. So, He says, Law, you've fallen from grace. And for Christ needed circumcision. So you did run well. Who did hinder you? That you should not have better truth. And I can answer his question. It was you. No, you can blame it on the false teacher, the false prophecy you got down the street. But you had to listen to it. You had to eat it. You didn't go see God and find out what it really was. And he says this. Who did Henry? Paul Paul knows who hindered him. He knows it's the flesh. He's telling all about the flesh. He's just trying to be be kind of uh, uh, funny. Like, who did hinder you? You know who hindered you. He says, for this persuasion does not come from him that called you. A little leaven, a little flesh, flesh is the whole thing. 
the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord, that there be no otherwise minded, that he that trouble you should bear his own judgment, whosoever he shall be. And I, brother, if it yet preach circumcision, why yet suffer persecution? Then is an offense of the cross. There it is right there. Of the cross ceased. I would they were cut off that trouble you. Cut yourself off. We trouble our... That's, that's what God said. Who's, I'm my biggest enemy. You can't do nothing to me. The only reason you can convince me to do something is if I really want to do it. Devil can't do nothing unless he convinces me something I really want to do. He comes as a roaring lion. means he has no teeth. He really can't do nothing unless you give him that to eat. He comes as me. See, he, he will entice you. He will entrap you. He will, he will uh, accuse you. But if you believe him, then he's got you. Not even in the flesh. He's got your mind, and then he, he, he leads your flesh. He, and then you can fall, even fall under his, his anointing. He's got a really strong anointing. What it is, fame, fortune, you, 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 and people will look to you and you'll love it. You'll love it. Because you'll be in the flesh and your flesh wants to be, be worshipped. And God is spirit. And Satan is the, wanted to be like God and he wanted to be worshipped. And he is the God of the flesh and, and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the, 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 king of, the, the creator of all things. He's the God of spirit, and He is spirit. He is spirit. See, we think God is all, like, He's above, the spirit is above the flesh, He's above creation. He created all things. The spirit created all things. Right. So the spirit is above the flesh. Right. The flesh was made out of the dirt. Mm-hmm. The flesh was, the world was made out of Him speaking it forth. So He is Spirit. When you speak in the Spirit, you walk in the Spirit. And when you meditate on the Spirit, you follow the Spirit. For the law is fulfilled in one word, even this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Brethren, I called you unto liberty. And unto liberty not for an occasion of the flesh. So He's like, if you're in the flesh, you're taking occasion. But love and serve one another. If you bite, devour one another. Take heed that you're not consumed one another. I say this, and walk, he's talking about walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. There's your answer. And these are contrary one to another, so you cannot do the things that you would. Oh man, I wanted to pray, but man, I just couldn't. I'm too tired. You know, oh, I want to go there, oh, but I just Oh, I'm going to do this again. You see it? Oh, and then the whole thing is, is all the fruits that come with that. The, just think back. When you couldn't wait to pray. When you couldn't wait to hear a message from God. That's because, and it, you can be right back there. It's in the Spirit. Because the Spirit can't wait. The Spirit can't wait to do what Christ wants to do. The Spirit can't wait to be around the Spirit. The Spirit can't wait to get around other people that are in the Spirit. The flesh can't wait to get out of church so they can go <laughs> do what their flesh is telling them. Man, I'm going to make this. Di-. Some some people sitting here is like well, wondering what you're going to cook for dinner because you haven't had filled your fleshly belly right now because you're in the in the flesh as well because we're in this body. So you war against that. You cast that down. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate on His word. I'm gonna meditate on His goodness. I am going to follow Him. So that's that's our it's it's what you feed you will follow. So I would that they cut off the joke. Okay, so led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh 
are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication. And we know all these, but we just said all the ones that God's saying for this right now. And all of those, all those things I say come out of those things that those, whatever, how many of those are that. There's, believe me, I can do it right now, I'll prove it to you. I'll do a few right now. Variance, hatred. Well, those are the things. The witchcraft is the torment. The idolatry, I mean, it's right there, heresies. Well, and heresies means you're going to go look for what you want to be told. You can hear the truth from someone, but heresies means you're going to go find another gospel. You're going to go find another, because your flesh is going to seek out what, what is right, what you want. Envyance, murders, so it goes on and on. And see, for such will not inherit what? The kingdom of God. He's not talking about when we die. Jesus said the kingdom of God is here now, at hand. Yeah, we're going to be in the kingdom of God forever because it's His kingdom, but right now, he, Jesus said for the kingdom of God, and He told them the kingdom of God is right before you, but you can't see it. He said that the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. So, but, and He says, but, here's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. The only time we start living in all that, when we get so tired of the flesh, we run to the cross and we grab our Bible, and then we have that in the Spirit for us. But then we jump on that wheel again. Drink a little living water. Sunday. Thing. Ah, so thirsty. Ah, rest. Get out. Monday comes on. You jump on the wheel again. Going nowhere. Right? Just rest. Just rest. Meekness. Temperance. Against there is no law. For they are of Christ to crucify the flesh. They have crucified. They didn't say Christ crucified your flesh. They have crucified. He did crucify. I'm not saying he didn't. But right here Paul says... And they are that are of Christ have crucified the flesh. Which, and the affections and the lust thereof. Right? So, um, after I'm done preaching all this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you the, 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 the question. Because we shouldn't even ask anybody anymore. If you're having trouble in the flesh, you need, a, you need to kill it. You need to get in the spirit. How do you get in the spirit? You don't feed the flesh. Man, I kept fleshing out. Well, stop feeding it. Just stop. If you have to, well, I'm not going to say that. All right, let us be desirous and vainglory, not provoking one another or envying one another. And those are the times of things that get on when you're walking in flesh. So, for we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You need to fight. Warriors don't give up, they don't give in. They will master their flesh. Those that walk in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. So being led by our feelings, by our emotions, by our circumstances, show our maturity in Christ. And then those that want their own ministry, like, and they don't even know how to walk, walk without emotionals, or looking at, they're, looking at, they're not looking at God. God says, if you obey Him, He's faithful. He'll pay your bills. He'll do this and do that. When you start trying to do it on your own, you're not, he's not, you're not, you're not, that's the work of the flesh. We're talking about laziness is a work of the flesh too. It's a false, basically it's even worse. Those that walk in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Let's walk in the spirit. The only way to break is the only way to break the cycle. James 1. A servant of God to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings, my brother. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. So let your patience do the perfect work, that he may be perfect and tired. Wanting what? Nothing. When you walk in the Spirit, you don't want anything. 
If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask. But it's hard to ask when you're in the flesh because you're, you're asking the wrong stuff. If you backed up and got in the spirit, you'd ask for the thing that would actually give you the thing that you really needed, but you're asking upon the desires of your own flesh and your own lust, and you get nothing because you're in the flesh. That's what he says basically right here. Watch this. And given to all men liberally, bread it not, and shall be given to him. But let us ask in faith, not wavering, for he that wavered is like a sea driven by the wind, driven by their flesh, and is tossed. For not let man think that he shall receive anything I can add in the flesh. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let, he, let the brother, double-minded man, is man, fleshly man, and the spiritual man. It's two men. Which one are you today? Be rich in that is made low. Because as the flower of the grass shall all fade away. For the soon and it goes on and on and talks about man. Blessed is the man that endures the temptation. Everyone's going to be tempted. Man, I keep getting tempted. Well, you must keep letting the tempter know because it says when you keep resisting, he'll flee. When you submit to who? Not to your flesh, to the Spirit. To God. Submit to God. Who is God's Spirit, remember? So, this is very um, Christianity 101. And the grace of fashion in Paris. It says, endure temptation, for he, when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life. So which he had promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, he is tempted of God. For God cannot tempt with evil, neither tempted any man. So don't say when you're tempted, the more, the more you're in the flesh, the more you're tempted. Have you ever done this? And you have, and we've done it, and we've seen it. When you start eating healthy a lot, that, that other bad food, you don't, it's like you don't even want it anymore. When we start eating lots of pizza and lots of those things all the time, it's like you crave that more. So when you walk into the flesh, you start craving the flesh more. When you start walking in the Spirit, you start craving things in the Spirit. And then I see everyone here. It's like one day back and forth. That's how most of us are living. And it's a, it's a cycle. And if you break, the, breaking the cycle is in the Spirit. So that, that's a whole, the whole thing about that. What you, you're going to crave, you're going to be tempted more because you're living in in the flesh. So you go to the mall and you want to buy more. That's one of your issues. Because we all got different issues that when we're in the flesh. Because that's the old man. What might have bothered you and the old man might not bother me. But the same familiar spirits will come upon you because you're in the flesh. So, you, you some people can go to the mall and even in the spirit. Well, they never really bother because they didn't like that. But, oh boy, don't, don't, don't send them to the beach in the flesh. Because they're going to be meditating all of a sudden. They're going to have lust in their heart. And they can go to the mall because that's never really, wasn't their thing, their appetite that Satan really, and the familiar old man, and the generational curses or whatever came on your life. Because whatever generational curse you have in the flesh, that's your old man. The same curses will be on you in the old man. There's the answer. Right? And then in the spirit, the old man's dead and there's nothing. So you can go to the beach and you'll go down and even if something comes by you, you're, your mind doesn't even pay attention because you're dead to that fleshly desire. You can go out to eat and you might, lo you might love pizza and they might have pizza on here and then they might have a set. You'll go right to that because you're, you're craving that thing and, and it's the same in the spirit of the flesh. 
you'll be like, that thing won't even like, I don't eat that anymore. It's like it, it's dead to you almost because you, and then even when you eat it, you feel bad. So when you're in the spirit, and the minute you eat the things of the flesh, you repent right away. And that's where God wants most of us because that's going to happen. Oh man, I can't believe I looked at that. I can't believe I, man, I can't believe I, I bought that thing like on, I wasn't even thinking. What was I thinking? Let me go return it. In the flesh, you won't only buy that. You'll go back that night and find some more of them because you want to bring a collection of them. Because <laughs> the flesh will overtake you. Because it's, it's, it, that's where all the things in our life are, are our problems were. Some, and even with anger, that's what it is. It's like, man, some people, I know when I'm on this, says, do you believe, you believe what they just said? You didn't even pick it up. Why? Because your mind's on him and you're walking in love. And people have to tell you, man. And you're like, okay, well, oh well, it didn't bother. Then over here, the same things can happen. You're like, I can't believe that person just said that. But you're like, and then you're doing this. You're catching everything by the flesh. The things that God doesn't even want to stick on you. It's all in the Spirit. Everything we need is in the Spirit. Soon as the sun, so it goes on and on. It says, no man, when he's tempted, when he's tried, and it's promised, okay, tempted of God. We did that. And it's drawn away. It says here, every man, when he is tempted... When he is drawn away in his own lust. Lust for anything. Merchandise, money, flesh. I'm talking about flesh of people. Fornication-like kind of thing. doesn't matter what it is. Some of the things that even food that God gave good is bad when, when you... It's the spirit of gluttony. And you eat all the bad ones and you can't stop. You know your stomach is. And I think we're all a little bit guilty of that one. But when that happens more... You're not over here. Believe me. Walk in the flesh. Just start eating more. And you're like, oh, I'm telling you, it's a, it's, it's a spiritual. Everything is a spiritual matter. Everything we do wrong. But thank God for the cross. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God that he's not judging me today. Even. But he's, he is telling you to, to walk in the spirit. Do not err, my beloved. When you lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. That's why we say about lively fornication. Or living uh, and sleeping with somebody that we're not married to. We say, it's okay. This is means you're just living in that sin. It's, I'm not saying you just got tempted and you made a mistake. Or, like, that's why homosexuality, even though they might be... It's their flesh that they're not... That's why false grace is so messed up. Because... They never walk in the Spirit, because they walk in the Spirit. So, but when we say, well, this is okay because of the blood, this is okay for what Jesus did, we never, there's no way to be living in, 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 in um, I'm talking about sin, where you've already said this is, like, there's no, there's no trip to the cross anymore, because unless your trip to the cross is for just a few things that you think, murder, this. So, you live, and that's why everyone's so interested, and people getting right about and the devil wants you make to think that it's okay to, to be a homosexual, lesbian, or any of these things. Because it's, it's, it's a lifestyle of sin. It's not something you just slip. And so someone in that lifestyle might slip up and strengthen that. And they might come over here and look at another man. Might look at another man and go, oh man, I blew it again. And then, But he fights and gets back in the spirit. Because that was his curse. That was his old man. But when I go over here and say, you know what? Jesus died for me. And he loves me, and I'm going to marry this man, and I'm a man, and too bad. And you guys are just judges. This kind of judge not, that kind of thing. That's all comes from the spirit of, of the Antichrist. Because it's the Word. 
It's anti-word, no matter what. You can't change it. You can turn it to the... You mean, we got all these different... People that start grabbing 15 different Bibles are trying to find something in there from some man to make it sound like what they wanted to say. But at the end of the day, you're in false grace. And they look so spiritual. They come to the pulpit. I have read in all these books. Have you ever seen that? And... So begot, in the vulnerness, the shadow of turning, know that begot them. And let me get it right. God loves the sinner. He just he destroyed the sin. So when we don't submit to that, it's the same as the gluttonous man, the homosexual. It's the same as the person cheating on his wife. The same as the murderer. And God made a way for all of it. And he doesn't he doesn't say you're worse than one as the other. He doesn't uh, judge it. It's all sin. Now he knows he'll have to work with more people because they they've been in more bondages. But when people don't let go of themselves and their own hidden agendas, they never grow. He says, do not err. Err. So when we're in the flesh, we're erring. Every time you get in the flesh, you're erring. And sometimes you've been in the spirit a lot, like, but you don't even desire the flesh anymore. You'll be like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And it's like you get a little excited. Cause, and it's okay. God's like, okay. But it's like when you're living in the spirit, it's not even flesh anymore because it's not even, it's, it's not sin. Doing things in the flesh is not sin. It's what the things that take over the flesh and, and, and rule you is the sin. Unless it's the sin of perversion, murder. I'm, not, I'm talking about eating food, for example. It's not a sin to have food. And it's not even a sin if you say, you know what? I've been eating great. Now, now you put that own condemnation on yourself. But you know what? Friday I'm having a hamburger. And as long as you don't lust about it and think about a hammer all day, then you probably don't, don't eat, they're still in the flesh a little bit even about your diet because you're struggling. But then you go and do that. You don't even need to repent because you're getting on the next day because food isn't that and you, you're not a glutton anymore. So it's not the hamburger and the cow and the grease that's going to bring you to hell. It's when those things overtake your, your body, mind, and soul. You know what I'm saying? But on the contrary... Fornication and doing that, those are. So you, in the minute you do, you better repent right away. But you don't have to repent. You, you might feel bad because the devil brings condemnation. Or we feel bad because you said, oh man, I let my flesh and I could have done that. And that's on you. God's not, man, I can't believe you ate that hamburger. You've been dieting and eating salad for two months and you ate that hamburger. I'm not going to talk to you for a couple days. <laughs> no, we do that to ourselves. We put a lot of condemnation on ourselves for even things that God's not even upset about. And that's because we created our own our own law. That's our own law too. And it's like, God's like, just take care of that. And you're worried about that. For his own begotten thee in the word of truth, that we should be kind of the first fruits of the future. Wherefore, my beloved. Let me get that hurry. Oh my gosh. Wherefore all I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to that. For but whoso looketh to the perfect law of liberty, cometh therefore and be, and be a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man is blessed indeed. Who's blessed? It just said a doer of the, the work, the word. A doer of the word. How do I break the cycle? I do the word. Yes. I don't do my That's right. own That's right. religion or Christianity. Thank you, Lord. That's what we end up starting to do because we get in a relationship with Christ and we do everything our way. We forget what, what how we used to be free. We forget how we used to overcome. Because, and, and it doesn't matter how many tr- truths we get, we need to apply it. Yes. We can hear truth every week, but if we don't apply it, yeah. it's worthless. That's how pride comes in. The more truth you got, this is good right here. The more truth you get and you don't apply it, the more pride you become. Yeah. 
prideful you become. There it is right there. And that's the problem with people that get, I've seen people get my books and I'm like, who are is this person anymore? Because they got all that truth, but they weren't willing to apply it for them. When we walk in the flesh, we put ourselves under witchcraft. And unbelief is walking in the flesh. Look at the 40-year cycle. See, Korah didn't want to apply what Moses said, so he says, Korah, Spirit of Korah, says, we're all the same. We're all just like God. Don't forget about Moses. That's what we say. Sir. We're all saved. We're all one with Christ. We we're, we're all have the Holy Spirit. We all, we all. Why, why does that, why do I have to listen to that person or what he says or listen to the Word of God or listen to God? So what, New Age is what's been coming in the church. You may say, okay, yeah, they're getting oils and doing this and doing that. But New Age is basically, you become your own God. You fall in love with the creation, and you fall in love with you first because God created you, and you're part of the creation. You always think it's the birds and the bees and the, and the, and the ocean and the dirt. No, it's you. They fall. It says and to love the creation more than the creator. You love yourself more than your God. Because we are the flesh. So the biggest thing God hates is hidden agendas. It's deceptive in its works and the spirit of divination contrary to love. It's the enemy of the cross. And you... And, and God can't use it. God can't use it. And you cannot use God. That's what divination comes out of. You try to use God for your own agenda. And then you start to meditate on things that weren't from God because they came out of your own spirit. But you cannot discern because you're in the flesh. And you cannot judge rightly in the spirit. And those that are walking in the spirit judge rightly know it. And they just don't buy it. And they won't eat it. And I want to see everybody, for everybody listening, including myself and everybody in this room. Amen. James 4, from whence come fightings and wars and rumors and jealousies and strifes and, and war and, and, and your lust that war against your members. It's our lust and us that get us fighting our brothers and sisters. You lust and have not. You want a ministry, but you're never going to have it. Until you don't want it anymore. You lust and have not. You want to shake nations. But you can't. Why? Because that's what you want. But if that's what you're going to do, you're going to do it anyway. Just want Him. Right? In Him is all things. Every prophecy you have in your life is going to be fulfilled in Him. And the ones that aren't from Him won't manifest. And if you make some manifest that weren't in Him, out of Him, you keep it and you never get blessed. You'll never have money. You'll go do GoFundMes your whole rest of your life. You lust and have not, you kill, desire to have, and you cannot. You fight, and yet, because you ask not. You ask, and when you receive not, it's because you ask amiss. Because you're asking in your flesh. Oh, I need this, because God wants me to, man, I need this because I'm going to buy a hundred Bibles. So give me this money. And you're like, the money never comes. Like, man, why doesn't everyone get it? I'm going to give these Bibles out. Because God said, why are you giving Bibles out when I want you to walk with the Bible? I want you to get the Bible. When you first, you're worried about giving it out. And God's like, you're asking me, you want to hurt because you want to do the works of religion or the works to justify you, but it's the Spirit that justifies you. And it's God that justifies you. Amen. Romans 8.33. Who is to charge you when you, it's God that justifies you. And if you're justifying yourself, you're going to get charged from the left, right, back and front all the time. And the devil's going to accuse you. So our justification does not come from us. It comes from Him. And if He told you to go, you go. And He justifies you. You told you to go, 
You go. He justifies you. He told you to stay. You stay. He justifies you. God's God's biggest purpose isn't using or getting you to do things for Him. It's getting you to do things you to do things for Him. It's getting you Him working in you to change you. And then those other things automatically happen. And we begin to do it opposite, and you never, and it all becomes strife, and and, and it's like the hamster. You jump on that thing again, then you get tired. Okay, God, this didn't work again. It's like let you got to trust Him, trust, and then walk in this and feed the Spirit. But you won't feed the Spirit until you really trust Him, because that's what the Word says. So when you don't walk in the Word, it's really you don't trust Him. Because I'm just a man given the word. It's him you don't trust. So you're going to say, oh, I don't like it. Well, if it came from him, then it's him you don't trust. Well, see, I can't trust that preacher. Well, did the preacher preach the word, or did he preach from his own spirit? Yeah, if it's preaching from his own spirit. You don't know the difference yet? Then you already are in the flesh, and you already don't have a relationship with God. I'm still trying to check that guy out. It's like a year later. I'm like, what are you checking out? Is the word being preached, or is it not being preached? It's like, there's nothing to change. When you have the spirit of discernment, you, I can walk in a room, save, not save, 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 not save, not save, goodbye. And I guarantee you, I'm 100%. I do it all the time in the nations. 100%. I don't, you don't need to talk to me. You don't need, because I know Christ, and I can see Christ in other people. Whether you're even in, 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 in sin or not. Oh, who does he think he is? Nobody, I'm nothing, but He is, and He's in me, and He talks to me, and I am in relationship. And when you walk in the Spirit, you have the, uh, the gifts of the Spirit. And maybe everyone doesn't have that, that but you can, because it's Him. Jesus didn't walk in the room and say, oh my God, He knew exactly before He ended, this is going to be there, I'm going to be fighting this Spirit, this Spirit, and this Spirit, so I need to make sure I, I'm on my toes. And He's already meditating, in the sense that sometimes He won't, because the Spirit will tell Him right now. Jesus says what? When they take you and they try to judge you and they try to do this, he says, don't, 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 don't beat your head up what you're going to say. Don't try to learn scripture. Don't try to be, the spirit will speak it yeah. through you right. and it will remind you of all things. Why? Because God is in you. Yeah. The whole Bible, the living word yes. is inside of you. Yes. Whether you've learned it here or not, yes. it's in you. Yeah. He'll take over your mouth and speak it whether they yes. even knew what you were saying. Yes. Get over yourself yes. That's right. and let him make you because everything you want is in him anyway you're lusting against your own things and you're warring against yourself and you're fighting yourself and you ask him this because you consume it upon your lust and then he calls him what adulterous what adulterous to the word of God adulteresses and adulteresses know you not that friendship of the world and you say oh I'm a radical soldier for God no you're in love with the world when the world is an enemy with God and whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Because yeah. yeah. when you say you're a friend of the world, you say, I'm a friend of Satan too. Ooh, On Monday, you know, because he's he guys my flesh. I can't wait. You know, I'm not gonna feed this that's gonna give me life. I'm gonna feed this this week that brings me death. So that's that two tables, right? You can't eat the table of the devil and the table of the Lord. Exactly. You know, then we're like here. This table and this table, and it's like this is the double mindedness. Then you ask, you can't have it because what? There's there's the flesh in it too, right? So even though it's even true, the flesh is part of it because you got mixture. 
And God's like, I don't answer mixture. I know my sheep's voice more than, and I know the voice of the strange. God knows the voice of the strange voice. And when you're speaking the strange voice back to God, <laughs> he's not going to listen. Believe me, if, if, if the sheep know his voice, believe me, the voice, he knows the sheep's voice. The one's in the spirit, and he knows the old man's voice. And when the old man cried out Jesus, he knew it was out of sincerity. How many times do people say, oh God, help me? And then people, what, and then never got saved, never got saved, say a prayer, never got saved. But then when someone said, God, help me, because he knows the truth of the inward part. And then, boom, you got saved. It wasn't the tone of your voice. It wasn't the flesh of your voice. It wasn't adequate of how you prayed. It was from here, from your spirit. So your spirit had to get born again. Your spirit had to say, I can't take this flesh anymore. God, I know you're, and then, boom. You're born again. And then the flesh died. It's like, in that week you would never because you're like, oh my God, everything. But things is later on comes and then the devil comes and then the world comes. And then all of a sudden you start to be your own God again. So he calls us adulterers to be a friend of the world. Do you think the scriptures say it in vain? The spirit that dwells lusteth to envy? But he gives more grace. Wherefore, and it, that's what gets us to do all this. This is that's grace. Right. It's His grace. War, He says, God resists the proud. There is the answer. But He gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And we think being proud is talking about ourselves all the time. All about me. Now, being proud is that you don't listen to Him. You don't listen to people around you. you. No matter what they say, you still do your own thing. No matter what God says in the Word, you still do it your way. No matter what, someone says this is the truth, and you still don't believe it. And then you're wasting half a week to go try to search out to prove someone wrong because it's still about you. Instead of saying, you know what, God? Show me. I'll trust you. And I'm just going to put it to the side for now. But pride's like, I'm going to prove. Prove. Pride proves. I'm proving. I'm proving. I'm proving. I'm proving it. I'm going to prove this. I'm going to prove him. I'm going to prove he's wrong. Oh, God, he's always preaching truth. I'm going to show. Let's go. They go home finding something. People are here all the time. And they go for, oh, he said this is. And they go. And that, the whole time they're wasting doing that. And it's like they could have grew like, boom, boom, boom. Something's got to be wrong. Can't all be right. Something's got to be wrong. Nobody's perfect. Who's saying anyone's perfect? He is, though. So you're fighting the God that wants you to be healed. The God that wants you to be free. The God that, he wants you to walk in the Spirit way more than you want to walk in the Spirit. Because it's him. He wants you more than you want you, than he wants you, than you think he wants you. He wants you more than you want to do this. So he's there to help you do it. Draw near to God. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. He didn't say he might flee. So when the devil's always messing you because you're flesh, you're in the flesh and you're not, because he's spirit, you're not spirit. So when you don't submit to the spirit, the devil doesn't leave. When you submit to the spirit and humble yourself, no matter what, the devil leaves, and then starts strengthening the spirit. Don't go back and strengthen the flesh, because he'll come back. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, eat another. Eat, eat, eat another one. Eat another one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now just now let me just hang on. Yeah, eat that. Eat that. You're still hungry. You're like, oh. I'm just using a good example because we're all we all can deal with this one, right? Oh, you're still hungry. Yeah. Mm. And you just because of the taste, you start. Because because in the flesh we're, we're we're led by the senses smell taste see hear and, and oh and you're like oh I want to taste that again I want to taste that again and I, 
right? Oh yeah, I want to hear that again. About me, oh yeah, yeah. Play something about you. And they seek out affirmation, affirmation, because you want to hear about you. You hear about the flesh. The, fl- the, the spirit, your dad, you don't care about you, him. I have the answer. It's there. Everyone has their little issues, man. I don't, there's nobody, I, and I'm, and a horrible thing, would stand up, I'd just start boom, 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 and I'd be like, okay, that's judging. Then all of a sudden, so take the word and apply it for your own life. So, and quit thinking about someone else, because some of you right now are thinking about this person, that person that's next to you. That's right there. You are the worst one in the whole room. Amen. The worst one in the whole room. And many of you do that a lot. And I, I'm telling you. That's what the Bible says. You want your wife to change? Pray for yourself. You want your husband to change? You change. You pray for yourself. And he'll move on believing. It all works opposite in the world. You think, and then God's like, oh, you keep praying for him. You're, you're just as bad. And he's praying for you. And God's like, both your prayers are, are, are hitting one another, boom, and dismantling into nothing. And it's like, and then I'll say, just to pray for you, yourself, because it's like you're starting to lose yourself. And I like, oh, that, finally. It's not your job. It's not your boss. It's not your minister. It's you. So change you. And everything around you changes. Because then you walk in the Spirit. Humble yourselves in the sight of God, and He will lift you up. He, he doesn't say He might, He will. Be afflicted, mourn, weep. Your laughter will be turned to mourning, but and your joy to heaviness. But humble yourselves. That's something you do. He'll lift you up. Speak not evil of one another. He that speaketh evil of his brother, judge his brother. Speak evil of the law, judges the law. But you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. You judge the law. That's about judging the flesh. This is a one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy that art judges another. Go to now, yea, and say today and tomorrow. We continue this year and buy again and get and get grain. Wherefore you know that shall tomorrow on tomorrow, for what is your life? It is a vapor. That appeareth for a little time and Vanishes away, for they ought to say, if the Lord, everybody say, if the Lord will. What does that mean? You're submissive to His will, not yours. Everybody says, well, let me look at the stock market. Let me look at the economy. Let me look at the weather. Well, I'm going to go to Florida because it's not snowing now, so I can make money. But I'll throw God in the mix of it. You're your own God. Or... So you live by the flesh, even money and everything. You don't live by, you don't say, God, where is my tribe? Where is my family? Where is my deliverance? Where is my mission? Where is my, and that's what the whole, basically, uh, majority of people in Christianity live today because we live in this fleshly world thing. Back then, they were all persecuted on the ground. They still, Paul had to tell them that. Can you imagine now how much worse it is today with the desires of the flesh? Therefore, him that knows to do good and does not, it is sin. Him that knows the voice of God and God said, do this, and you do something else, it's sin. Whether it's sin or not, it could be go to that grocery store and you say, you know what? Save a lot. It's a lot cheaper. I save a lot more money there. And you go to that grocery store, you're in sin. Yeah. And then what happens eventually? God just stops telling you where to go. You just go wherever you want and you and you'll always live, and I'm free. But you're like, you don't have no direction. You don't know where you're going. You can't even, and I'm not talking about putting your own plan out because you have a direction, but it's your direction. 
because you stop hearing God. God told me, most people are waiting for this big boom to wake up, like Jesus, like, wake up one morning and then boom, they're perfect. <laughs> we need tenacity. We need commitment. Yes. When God sees commitment, He moves on your behalf. Yes, He does. When you're committed to what He's committed to, yes. when you're committed to the visions that He's committed to, when you're committed to the marriage that He's committed you to, when you're committed to the job that He's put you in, well, you keep looking and doing what you want to do all the time. You're not committed. You're committed to who? Yourself. Committed. That's one of the most ways to set you free. And it's easier to walk in the Spirit when you're committed. Because then He helps you more. Yes. Going back to our first works. Meditating on the washing of the water of the Word. Changing our minds first. And then I'm not even going to read Romans 8. Just a few pieces out of it. Everyone has God in their life. But does everyone allow God in? Okay. Everyone has God in their life. Even the sinner has God in their life. He's always trying to move them. God's everywhere. But does everyone allow God in their life? Mr. Goodman doesn't have God. God is, he's, God is in everybody's life. He's not inside of their life. He's in their life. He's, the conviction that they were getting from something didn't come from, from the devil. God made you, so He's in your life. But is He in your life? Like he's in everyone's life, but he's in your life, in your business, in your tomorrow. Or do you already make your own plan all the time? Make your own plan all the time. And then when it fails, you make your own plan. And they say, God, bless it, bless it. God, you said I'm the head, not the tail. You said that. It's like, when are you going to get it? I open doors that no man can shut. I shut doors that no man can open. Stop striving, stop getting on, and let me do it. And listen to people around you, they'll help me. Because when you can't hear God, someone else might be able to for you. Romans 8, 1 through 16 is, is the last scripture I have, but I'm going to fight through that, and then just a few little ones, and we're done. Everyone, almost done. But this is about Romans 8. It says, For the combination which are in Christ Jesus, to walk not after the Spirit, but after the flesh. No, other way, the walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh is there is no combination. Us that walk in the Spirit. For the likeful sins of the flesh, Jesus became sin in the flesh. For they that are after the flesh do mind the what? The things in the flesh. There it is. Everything we just said. That they that are after the Spirit. And that's why false grace preachers get up and they'll just preach about there's no condemnation. But they don't realize there is condemnation when you walk after the flesh. Because the carnal mind is empty against God. What is the carnal mind? The fleshly mind. The spiritual mind is thinking on things above. Right? So God is not subject to the law. So when we're in flesh, we're under the law. Whether Jesus did it, fulfilled it or not. Because the carnal mind is entity against God is subject to the law and neither can be. So then, they that are in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be in the spirit, God dwells in you. See? God dwells in you in the spirit. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is not God's. So then that you are in the flesh, you cannot please God. You want to please God? What did it say? Faith pleases Him. Faith in Him. He is Spirit. When you have faith in something, you follow it. Right? You have too many problems. Too many of us have faith in our flesh. And not faith in the Spirit, which God is Spirit. So if we have faith in something, we follow it. We believe it. So so there's unbelief is sin because you really don't believe it because you'd be walking in it. Because if you believe something, you follow it. And when you don't believe something, you say, that's the road to heaven, that's the road to hell. Well, I believe both of them. I'm going to pick the road to heaven. Okay, let's do another example. 
this is this is this way, this way, and God said that. The devil said this way. Uh, I'm going to believe him because my spirit bears witness with God that I'm a son of God. I don't follow after the flesh. So that's the point. That's that's it right there. So what is the problem with all of these different kinds of things that we deal with? It is the heresy. It is religion. It is formulas. Everything gets us. Everything that we do apart from the cross and walk in the spirit is religion, because you cannot. You cannot be with God. You cannot walk with God. You might know all about God, but you're not walking with God. And if you're not walking with God, then you get lost. And religion gets you lost because everything is about the flesh. Well, if I just do this, if I go to this, if I go to this deliverance, oh, you know, so's a class is in this class. It's like, just follow the Holy Spirit. You don't need a class. He said, he'll guide you in all truth. He's He's your guide. Or are you your guide? That's the problem. You gotta, you, you know what? You gotta get, you gotta stop following you, and stop following him. If Christ be in you, then the body is dead, because the spirit is life, because of righteousness. But if the spirit in him has raised Christ from from the dead, he's raised Christ and quickened our mortal bodies, and that dwelt in us. We are not debtors to the flesh, but to the spirit. Where we see the spirit of bondage, we do not see the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, where we cry, "Abba, Father." Spirit itself dwelleth, beareth witness. We are the spirit, and we are the children of God. We have full authority. Oh, Second Timothy one. Not under the yoke of the masters. It talks about this, and it talks about full authority. Believing our master, he says this, and is proud. You're, and if you think it says, "Consider wholesome words and all this," Christ Jesus the doctrine according to godliness. He is proud, knowing nothing about questions. And so, that's why people all the time, they got to go ask it. Once someone tells you the truth, you should know it's the truth. Then you go seek two religious people out, and this person, then you get more confused than you were on Monday by the next <laughs> week. And all of a sudden, you're back to square root, and then they find out, yeah, you know what, I'm up with it. God finally showed me you were right. <laughs> oh, he did. Great. Month wasted because of pride. That's what happens all the time. Because if you know the truth, the Spirit bears witness of the truth. That's right. And even if someone's, it, it's the truth. And the truth sets us free. Yep. And while you're not free, you might not be listening to the truth. Also, that's another sign right there. Yeah. You listen to, you might listen to the truth on Sunday. Go on Monday, you got to go, you got to go, uh, you know, you got to be a Berean. You know, Berean, everyone, oh, the Bereans are so great. The Bereans searched the scriptures, didn't mean what people think they were. They weren't religious. They didn't sit there and meditate. They just were people that were, but religious people are get like Bereans too, where they don't even believe the Spirit anymore. They're just following the letter, yeah. and they just follow themselves into confusion. Yeah. Paul honored them because they were steadfast in the Word, but he wasn't honoring to the modern day Bereans that, that are religious and, 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 and indoctrinational and, and, and denominational and, and what is that theologic, theological school thing? You know, many call themselves and give themselves a position, but the only thing that's position is the ascension gifts that were given from God as a fivefold ministers. And if you if you you give yourself a title of any of those and it's not from God, you're a phony. Doesn't matter how much scripture you know and how etiquette and how much false fruit you have. If God hasn't placed you and put you, that's why Paul had to make sure not called by man, because man was calling people even from then, but called by God. Everybody says, you know, I prophesy with myself. And all of a sudden, and the Lord, and they prophesy to themselves. I'm going to be a prophet. And they go here, God's called me. I'm a prophet. 
I'm an evangelist. And it's like, no one else is like, oh. And it's like, wow. And then everyone starts, oh yeah, she's an evangelist. They just believe it. Because no one's seen what it's been. They say, oh yeah, she's this and he's that. And also it's like, you get around, it's like, you're just like, what's going on? I said, what, who's the prophet? Or who's this? It was you. You were your prophet. And you were in tongues. And you interpreted your own tongues, which is possible. And then you prophesied yourself. And then all of a sudden, you told enough people where people even started calling you prophet. And you're like, and the whole thing's moving on. Just, it's just going down the road. The train's just going. And all of a sudden, you're reading scriptures out there. And at the end of the day, you never really prophesied much. And you get it? It's all... It, who you are is who you are. You don't need a title. You, God speaks for you. Having food and raiment, there be content. Content. Content with godliness. He says, perverse disputings of corrupt men, destitute of truth, with gain is godliness, withdraw yourself. But godliness with content is great gain. For we brought into this world with nothing, and certainly we shall carry nothing out. For having these things of food, raiment, these things, those that, that, that run after the flesh, it says here, and the lust of it, and drown into destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all. The love, the lust of the flesh is the root of all evil too. The lust of the flesh is the root of all evil. The lust of a woman is the root of fornication. The love of money is the root of all evil. Why does he say that about the money? Because the love of money, God, the love of money means it's an idol. And you'll do anything for it. So it means you might murder for it. That's what people become assassins. They weren't really grown up murderers. They're doing it for money. They don't even want to kill the person. They don't even know the person. Ooh, it's the root of all evil. The love of money. I'm going to disobey God because I want that money. I'm going to become, I'm not going to sing in the church anymore because nobody's even backing me up. This beautiful voice I have, nobody knows. I'm going to run to Tennessee or to this and I'm going to get I'm going to be a Christian singer it's the love of money and then all of a sudden that pure heart of you begins to get a little evil and tainted because you're running after the desires of your flesh and God never said go to Hollywood God never told you to go to Tennessee God never told you to go to wherever the I don't even know where it is uh, I know that people like to mix the country in with the gospel and there's a lot of country something in Tennessee what is that city called? Nashville, run Nashville, run and run to New York. There's about 50,000 models there, and only two or three get picked. And but somebody told them how great they were and all that because they wanted to, they had an agenda, and people talk about that. So then they end up getting into the, the you know, they run after something. There are only a few people run after scholarship, run after to be a professional, but only a few make it. Run this race so you make it. See, in the world, it does the same thing. I'm running after that. I'm running after that. Like, did God want you to be that? Does God, you need to know what He wants. If He wants you, He's going to bless it. So we run after things. Run after, I need another I need another piece of paper. But you're making good money. Why do you need that? Because you're flesh. Pride. Because you really want to say, I have this. Look, I have these now. And you might even make more money with it. Because now I'm in this bracket. But God's like, you're missing the whole point of Christianity. You're missing the whole point. That's still the flesh. So the love of these things, they, they drown out the gospel. They drown out your relationship with God. He says, then you fall into the temptation. He says, and many fall away from the faith because it's pierced you through many sorrows. But oh, vain man. What's a vain man? Pride, selfish. Oh, vain man. 
flee these things and follow after righteousness, faith, love, and patience. My biggest thing is many people think they're in that, and they there's so many areas of their life just because it's not this or that, and 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 and, and they need to know that that they need they need to walk in the spirit. Fight here it is. Fight what? The good fight of faith. Faith in what? The spirit. And follow it. They lay hold of eternal life. Wherein they're also, you're called, we're all called to eternal life. Many are called, well, that could be a big one because there's a lot of people preach like, many are called in futures. And what does that really mean? People preach it, I preach it this way. I just saw this right now. We're called and called. And it's lay hold of eternal life where, where thou art also called. Many are called, few are chosen. That's a scary thought right there. And has professed a good profession before many witnesses. I mean, you don't deny Jesus because you want to be, uh, you want to say, mm, you know what? This is a great platform. And says, yeah. So they preach the gospel. You got a platform now. You deny Christ. What was it so great about? It's about you. Give me a break. We we, we always oh just brought, and and the religious people always fall for it. Always fall for it. Therefore, be a prisoner, Lord, beseech you. Walk worthy of the vocation where you are called. We're all called to the vocation of Christ, to the walk in the Spirit. Every one of us is called to walk in the Spirit. You want to be called? You're called. Walk in the Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 2.12, they all walk worthy of God, who has called you unto His kingdom and glory. Walk worthy of God. See, there, what, I'm, what I'm reading these there's it's not just Jesus. He's expecting us to fight the flesh and walk in the Spirit. No, many are going to be strong. He's not saying you're going to go to hell for your little... Your, your little fleshly desires. But He wants you to have the joy, peace, and righteousness. And He wants to use you in both. And He wants to increase you. And He wants to give you the kingdom. Amen. But you can't, over here, you just become a hamster. Mm-hmm. Or uh, uh, going around the mountain like in the wilderness. He wanted them in the... He said, I want, He prophesied. That's my desire, to go in the promised land. That's right. But they didn't, right? Because they, they had cycles. And they walked in their cycles around and around. 2 Thessalonians 1 5, which is manifest token of righteousness. Everyone can stand up. The judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, which you also suffer. Colossians 1 10, last scripture. That we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And I want to add, and walking in the Spirit, will we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh? So, Father, our portion is the cross. Our freedom, you've already given it to us. Father, let us walk worthy of it. And, Father, let us not war against ourselves or war against one another, but war against the flesh. Not warring against your word, not warring against our own calling, not warring against our own position, not fighting ourselves or beating as one that beats the air, but bringing our body into full submission into the word of God. That is well-pleasing in the sight of God. The perfect and acceptable will of God is the only will of God. It is God's will, period. There's no a little bit of his will, a, a, a half of his will, and, and all of his will. It, what pleases him to walk in his will. And it is possible. And that's where all of our answers are. That's where all the struggling stops. That's where faith is at the top of the level. You, fear and faith come back and forth because the flesh is where the fear comes from. And the fear brings torment. And the flesh is where you fear the torment. And perfect love casts out fear. And when we walk in the Spirit, we're walking in perfect love. It's right there in a nutshell. It's all in the Word. So Father, we seal this Word. 
And we bless you, God. And we ask you, Father God, to help us to begin to follow you and read the word and um, crucify the flesh and the desires thereof and to crucify our own desires and our own agendas and our own plans and, and, and let your plans in our life, they will speak because your plans are blessed. Your plans are multiplying. Your plans might look like a seed, but they grow and they multiply and they bear fruit and they bear the fruit that remains. So Father God, let us judge the fruits instead of judging the flesh. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.